Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch Podcast. My name is Joe, and with me, as always, is... Jack. Data. And Jamie. Yes, and we are... Today, we are talking about Mistborn Secret History Part 2, The Well. Wherein, Kelsier is trapped in the well. It's very sad. A super sexy, awesome drifter dude moves in, <laughs> uh, slaps Kelsier around a little bit, takes some allomancy nugget power, and heads out. Kelsier uh, bemoans his station about how he's imprisoned, gets to know Ruin a little bit, uh, a little too much, probably. And uh, then he watches and then stabs his his surrogate daughter's boyfriend in the chest, or I guess husband at that point. And then uh, he's released from the well with Ruin. So that's where we are this week. Hold on to something, everybody. The Sandra Lanch is about to begin. Push the kinetics, a troubled spirit breaking through, a bit of debt to repay now. But don't you dread it, a friend would never lie to you, helping you get through the pain now. And when everything is upside down, when you're yelling but you make no sound, life is gonna spin you round. Good, good to know the drifter's so sexy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sexy drifter. No, he just had that vibe, you know? He's like, I'm cool. I'm the drifter. <laughs> he's, he's not like the drifter in Destiny 2 who's all like, who's all like, are you guys ready to rumble? He's not that drifter. He's he's better. <laughs> Every time I hear drifter, I just think of Rat Race, and I'm like, oh, God, is it Rowan Atkinson? <laughs> he's got narcolepsy. <laughs> He takes yeah. he takes the lorasium. He's like, I'm weaning, I'm weaning. <laughs> Carbohydrate is important. Is important. Pasta is good. Is good. <laughs> this just changes everything <laughs> about what we read. Uh, I like to picture like so, uh, most of the listeners are probably just like, who the fuck spared a thought for that movie in 20 years? <laughs> that's a great that's a great film. I still watch that one. I yeah. love that one. It is a family favorite for sure. Yeah. I never liked Mr. Bean, so that's like my Rowan Atkinson uh, moment go-to is yeah. Rat Race. Yeah, I wanted to watch Blackadder. I've heard it's really funny, but... All the bits I've seen of Blackadder are really good, but I haven't been motivated to sit down and watch it start to end. So Right. It, it is great just to turn on randomly, because like, most of the episodes are unconnected anyway, so you just like pop it on at one point. It's like, I have no context for this, but it's funny as hell. Yeah. Also, pre-House Hugh Laurie is just a stitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I House House was the first thing I saw with pure uh, Hugh Laurie, so it was so different to go back and like watch some Fry and Laurie or something and be like, yeah. this is a very different person from what I'm used to seeing. Okay, so yeah, I, I think it's funny because you guys, uh, I think it was Joe who after I revealed, I was like, actually, the Lord Ruler left two nuggets at the well, and he's like, why why why'd you tell us that? And the answer is because it didn't really affect the story in any way until you found out for yourself, like it. I didn't feel like it was spoiling anything. Uh, He's that Uno reverse card. It's like, actually, it involved everything. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my mind went in pre-blown. Thanks for that. Sure, (laughs) sure, yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of these, this part, these four chapters? 
it was funny to me because I, I threw out the prediction last time that, you know, the next part was just going to be the second book because the first part was the first book. And I was right. That was yep. a little surprising. Pretty much. Um, makes sense since it's called The Well, you know, and that's the title of the second book. But I I kind of felt weird about how right I was about some of that stuff. And, and also, I guess really the most interesting part to me was this sexy drifter guy. Like I want to know more about him. Uh, Cause clearly he's the best. And he has like, I almost thought, is this a Lendy? Because they say he has like, you know, stark white hair and stuff. But I was like, but then preservation gives him a name. And I'm assuming since preservation knows this dude, he's like, and based on some of the stuff he was saying, he's from another planet. So this, I feel like, is our first kind of known entity that is coming from a completely different planet than Skadriel that that shows up besides preservation and ruin. So yeah, it was it was pretty it was a little surprising, honestly. But uh, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff. It's kind of sad that Kelsier basically tried to kill Ellen to get Vin to save the world, but I, I think it's more sad knowing how Vin felt about it afterwards. She, you know, because for her. The tur- that was the turning point in her life when he died and then when he died for real she was like well I-, I always felt like we were on borrowed time anyway but it's like the only reason they were on borrowed time is because her surrogate dad like stabbed her boyfriend so <laughs> it was it's kind of sad but no good uh, good stuff yeah I agree it was a lot of fun yeah the drifter stuff is probably the most interesting part just because we have no context for that everything else we've sort of you know, we know what's going on on the other side of the coin. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, this is just where Kelsey is catching up with everything. And then you got this guy who just shows up riding a corpse boat. <laughs> and and it's like, what the hell is it? What? And yeah, he just, he jumps into the well and comes back to life. And Kelsey's like, hey, do we all get to do that? And the guy's just like, nah, see ya. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it, it, it was all pretty fun. The stuff of like where Kelsey goes the other way on the pulses and sees Ruin hiding out. I'm like, oh, that's, uh. That that was very trippy. That was a very like cosmic horror sort of story. Yeah. I kept picturing the bit at the end of Pacific Rim where they go through the drift and they see the monster's realm on the other side and they and the monsters start looking back and just going, What the fuck? Sort of impression I got there. Except the except it was the eye of Sauron because he just said it was a giant eye. It's a tentacle monster, you know. Yeah. yeah. Although and this is actually unrelated to the chapters, but it's taken me this long to look at the icons that they have above all the chapter headings and stuff like that of the circles with the lines through them. And I've just realized, oh, those lines look like spikes because it's all mm-hmm. hemallergic. Yeah. God, finally, that's finally clicked. <laughs> We've just been using these symbols for our podcast for a year and a half now or whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm lacking the behind the scenes stuff. And I think, you know, Dak is right. We already know what's been going on on the other side so we don't need to be given all of that information again which is good that we're not being I guess spoon-fed at all again I I was reading in anticipation of Kelsey is going to be able to manifest himself as a mist spirit and steal the knife and I was like yes it's going to happen it's going to happen and then he moved his arm and I was like oh. <laughs> <A little laughs> well that <laughs> works <laughs> uh, sort of sort of uh on the same page but just the opposite side of it you know yeah, I think Brandon described Ruin, like, as Ruin was being set free or something, something about, like, like spider's legs. And I was like, no, 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 you've got it wrong. They are tentacles. <laughs> so 
I was like, okay, missed opportunity there. But yeah, the drifter was super weird. And I don't know, I was kind of hoping that it would turn out he was like another Hoid or something like that could just pass through. That would make you a really great informant. I don't know why I was thinking that, but yeah, I think this guy is going to be significant later on now that we've got that little piece of information and that he's taken the the extra nugget. I mean, we know what it does, but we know he's been able to pass back into the human realm too. So see what happens. But yeah, it's good. It's a little bit of fun. Yeah, hopefully we get some more juicy knowledge nuggets um, <laughs> coming up. I like the idea that this is this guy's gone to the the whatever it was like the the Hoyd Informant Academy so that he could be one of the Hoyds. Yeah. Just, every city needs one. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and they each have like, to have a different gimmick. Like one's blind, another's deaf. Right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. and the, the another one's lame, and he's like, "Oh, we've already got a blind guy." Get your own shtick. <laughs> I don't know if there's yeah, that shtick. many different things. Corpse One of them boat. has a monocle. Oh, yeah, corpse boat. See, that that's it's kind of a weird shtick, actually. I don't know. Yeah. Good good name well, did... for a band, though, corpse boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, did he take the corpse boat with him? What do you call him, Spanky? Yeah, yeah I don't think he took spanky. the boat with him, no. Yeah. So does that mean <laughs> Kelsey has the corpse boat now? I don't know. That's a good question. We don't really hear about Spanky again. You've got corpse boats. You got them from me, girl. Corpse boats. <laughs> Big old corpse boats. I I work with a guy whose nickname is Spanky, and yeah. I just, <laughs> as soon as they named him Spanky, I was like, oh, man. That's all I can see. <laughs> oh. oh, Spanky. I, I, I just couldn't stop thinking of, like, wasn't Spanky the leader of the Little Rascals? That you does sound correct. vaguely familiar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that, that's that's not good. Poor Spanky, he grew up and had a hard life. Yeah, <laughs> riding well, corpses through the. If you grew up on Skadrial or whatever, you know, it's not yeah. good. Riding corpses through the mind realm. I don't even know how that works <laughs> to, yet. It's just confusing. That sounds like the like corpse boats hit single. Mind yeah. realm. No, riding corpses <laughs> through the mind realm. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. It's like the immigrant <laughs> song, for, but but about riding corpses through the mind realm. <laughs> It's like I come from the land of the mind. <laughs> mind and bone? Yeah, the mind and bone. <laughs> All right, Spanky through the, you know, whatever. I'm too, I'm too tired to make a good song. There's a whole song coming together now. It's great. Yeah. It's all coming together fa- now. We have talented fans. Someone make a song. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we. that guy made like a response spook rap. Even though it was more insulting to me, even though I didn't insult Spook in my Spook rap. <laughs> no, you just insulted him in your everyday life. Sure. I mean, he deserves it. <laughs> hey, he's like king or something now. You better watch yourself. Not king in my realm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the drifter. Yeah. Uh... Sexy, sexy drifter. <laughs> okay, I hope I... the drifter. I hope the drifter goes out into the world and like cucks Spook hardcore. <laughs> oh, wow. That that took a weird turn. Okay, let's I guess let's do these chapters. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the chapter starts out with Kelsier. He really wants something to write with, and he spends a long time trying to figure out he's like he unraveled threads from his clothing and tied knots to represent words. That that's very name of the wind. I remember that. He he tries all sorts of things, but he can't he can't write. Apparently his clothes aren't even real clothes, they're just part of his spirit or whatever and it turns out really he didn't need to write he was just 
he needed something to do to keep himself from going insane trapped in here. So after he gave up on writing, it was it was a tough time for him. If he can pull strings out of his his, for lack of a better word, imaginary clothes, surely he could like manifest a, a chalkboard. Right. I mean, if he can make clothes, why couldn't he make other things? Mm. He just doesn't know how. True. And preservation's not really in a frame of mind to divulge. Where's that where's super that's helpful? Where's no. the slate board Kelsey used to always carry around for, his, <laughs> for the crew meetings? It's like, if he's got that in his pocket, he's like, oh, yeah, I've still got this. That's still part of my spirit because it was with me when I died. I think he used, didn't he use a big board? Like a, a big yeah, truck? Yeah, I, I don't think it fits in his pocket. <laughs> oh. Damn. A pocket board? That'd be pretty big. That'd be a pretty big pocket or a pretty small board. I think it'd be like a little notepad size, but then a lot of people couldn't see much of what you wrote yeah. on it. They'd be like, uh, Kel, we can't read that. It's super <laughs> tiny. And Kel wouldn't care because he'd just be like, well, I can read it. I'm the important one. So, <laughs> right. Uh, and we find out that according to Fuzz, he has something called a cognitive shadow, a force of mind holding his spirit together. And he's like, man, Sazed would love this crap. I don't, but Sazed would. And then he starts to feel pulses coming from the well, whispering words that are vaguely familiar. And with a little work, he figures out that he can ride the pulses to sort of see what's happening. <laughs> when you said that, it made me think of ride the walrus. <laughs> Brilliant. Priceless ambergris? <laughs> <laughs> So apparently there's a lot of focus on Terrasman. It says that like, and w- what I think we get out of this because he sees based on the things that he's seeing is we're seeing the stuff that Ruin is reaching out and changing. So he's doing something to a bunch of Terrasmen and some libraries. Maybe he's changing some stuff in prophecies or something. Uh, Kelsier sees madmen huddled in streets, whispering the words that the pulse of de- pulse has delivered. So there's your crazy people that Ruin can reach out and talk to. And he saw a noble, mistborn man jumping between buildings, which... Hi, Zane. How are you? Oh, okay. I didn't put that together. I, I, I always think of of um, Zane as... Because he was the unloved bastard son. He wasn't treated yeah. as a noble. He didn't, dre- he didn't dress in noble attire. Eh, that's fair Unless, point. Un- un- until, until Straff needed him to go deliver a message or something. All right. I don't know that it's ever explicit. I just don't... We know, we know that he's that Rowan is, like, influencing Zane, so I just kind of assumed that that's who we were talking about here. It could be somebody else. That makes sense. Oh, and then uh, Kelsier realizes, hey, instead of looking at what uh, the pulses are reaching out towards, I can follow them back to their source. And that's a bad idea, uh, or not not a great discovery for him when he gets down there and it's like, oh, it's like, this is not nice. It's It's not... Dark blackness. Blackness uh, is too whole. It's a vast force that would gleefully take something as simple as darkness and rip it apart. It's got to be an awful feeling to be in the presence of that, especially like such a pure, concentrated form of ruin. That's just, that would have to be terrifying. Yeah, it can't look or feel like good to experience this. And it's so bad that Kelsier like doesn't want to go back for a while. Uh, but of course, you know, sitting around for months doing nothing else, he's eventually he's like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go back and see what's going on. And for weeks, he goes in and looks at the thing until the day that it looks back at him. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> he 
couldn't help feel that an infinite vast eye was suddenly squinting at him. So he fled. Yeah, good call. Yeah, Sauron. Well, Krayak, if you're an Animorphs fan. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Animorphs. I used to read them all the time. Anyway. I never read any of those, personally. I'd always see them on the shelf and be like, eh, I don't know. There's so many of those. Yeah, fair. Also, apparently Fuzz just shows up every once in a while. Like, I spent a lot of time with Kels here, but sometimes he shows up and he's cool. Although, the next time he shows up, he's like, hey, Fuzz, dude, that ruin thing, I totally saw it. And Fuzz is, like, completely ignoring him. He's like, idiot, hey, you're a disgrace to deityhood. Are you paying attention? <laughs> but uh, he's, he says, Fuzz stopped him, stopped before him, and his cheeks unraveled fully, revealing a skeleton beneath that was also unraveling. So Kelsier's like, this really is like a god. It's just a really broken one. So Kelsier's only buddy is like a slowly decaying, going insane god. It's not the, his best time here. Probably still better than, than the pits, though. I was kind of wondering, because there's so many of, of Fuzz to greet everybody and, and transition them to the other side. Are they all unraveling? Because that would be terrifying. If you've just died and they'd been greeted by that. Oh, like, that's really, yeah. I would want to be out of there pretty fast, too. <laughs> like, oh, no, you're a skeleton suddenly. This is not ah! fun. <laughs> be like, is that going to happen to me? Am I just going to start unraveling? Like, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> this is not the experience I was looking for. After a casino sucks. A casino where I always win and people are unraveling. This must be hell. <laughs> <laughs> The skeleton tries to leap out the mouth and escape the body. <laughs> Inflammable means flammable? <laughs> what a country. Uh, good times. My only regret is that I had boritis. Uh, uh, and then, of course, Kelsier goes crazy and starts talking to himself, which, you, you know, as you do. And we've all been there. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> so I, I, ha- I had a lot of mental pictures going on in these these chapters. I was like, there's there's Gollum and Smeagol yep. reflecting in the pool. Like, but they're our friends. You don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kelsia. <laughs> he's, so, he's talking about Ellen. Like, he's not <laughs> our friend. <laughs> I think in my mind, it's like, it's one of those things where it cuts back and forth and Kelsier's facing in opposite directions for each line. And they're just like quick cuts where it's like, he looks like he's fighting with himself. Yeah. And then, then of course, he admits that I really haven't been sane since the pits. So, and that's when there's a voice. It's like, well, I didn't expect this. And Kelsier's like, what am I hallucinating? Because what he sees is uh, a, a, someone not made of mist, like all the other people, the real people that he can uh, perceive. A man with stark white hair, angular features, and a sharp nose. Vaguely familiar to Kelsier, but he couldn't place him. It's uh, Gemmel! <laughs> that would be hilarious. He sat on the floor, yeah, one leg up. I did think Gemmel at first. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I did think it was Gemmel at first, but he's just too young and sexy. I'm just like, nah, there's no way this is Gemmel. <laughs> this guy is at the same time less and more crazy than Gemmel. Yeah, that's true. Gemmel was crazy. This guy's crazy like a fox. This guy is something else. It's true. I could definitely I see I... Gemmel riding a corpse boat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gemmel would, like, kill lots of people to make his corpse boat. I buy that. Just, like, yeah, and the song's playing. 
<laughs> right. The song's He's, playing. It's like, murder, climb aboard the murder boat. <laughs> he's just writing. He's just writing it. And one of the bodies says, "I'm not dead yet." Why, <laughs> <laughs> right, you? You'll be stone dead in a moment. Shut and up, he's just thank like, you. Oh, I'm hearing those voices again. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I just like how casual the description sounds. It's like he's got a leg propped up, his arms resting on his knee. He's just chilling on this. Uh, what turns out to be, he thinks it's a log at first, sunk into the midst of the floor, uh, bobbing like it's in water, and. Uh, it's it's not it's a corpse but we uh, i guess we're not quite there yet and uh the man says you are very bad at doing what you're supposed to do and he's like wait who are you the spirit and he's like nah death bad for the complexion not my thing i like the next thing is kelsier hated him immediately oh yeah 100 percent on board with that (laughs) (laughs) just just his reaction specifically i'm just like yep that's kelsier yeah well, this is a guy who seems to know more about what's going on than Kelsier and is really smug about it. And I, Kelsier would not take that well. No. He's supposed to be the uh, flamboyant, making crazy entrances and knows more than everyone else guy. Kelsier's just like, shit, when did I turn him into a Wheel of Time protagonist? <laughs> not allowed to know anything. Not allowed to know anything. Like, no one tells him anything. and People are really smug about it. So smug. Oh, my gosh. But... <laughs> Like, I could see Kelsier, if he had the opportunity, showing up somewhere on a corpse boat, acting like it's just nothing. Like, yeah, you know, it's just uh, mis- we misborn are mysterious. Yeah, he ha- he hates the drifter because he, he thought of it first. Yeah. And dude's like, oh, you got stuck in Addy's prison, huh? Well, I guess that's poetic justice for what you did. And Kelsier's like, what, what did I do? And dude's like, well, you destroyed the pits, oh, scarred one. The only perpendicularity on this planet with any reasonable ease of access. This one is this one is very dangerous and growing more so by the minute and difficult to find. You basically ended traffic through Skadriel and upended an entire mercantile ecosystem, which I'll admit was fun to watch. So there's something that I don't know that uh, we'd mentioned or had any way of knowing, but not sorry. not parallel dimensions, but perpendicular dimensions or something. <laughs> yep. Good old perpendicular. The pits of Hathson were a center for commerce interplanetary commerce moving through Skadriel. But apparently, because of what Kelsier did when he destroyed all the crystals, that no longer is the case. So yeah, I guess the power from the Adium growing there, they were using old Addy's body power somehow to trade? I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, this is a big old bag of foreshadowing for later. Yeah. Yeah. Just random fun fact. There is one character who we have met in the books who was aware of and involved in this uh, interplanetary trade route that went through there. Hoyt, huh? Making money off that. I'm not going to say who it was, but (laughs) it's not hard to actually logic (laughs) out if you think about who ran the pits and uh, who would have had access to uh, be able to walk in and out of there? Planetary stuff? Rashik? Oh, God, Choc- please don't tell me it was it was Kanpa. Kanpa. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> Rain? Chocolate Rain. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I wanted to say that guy from Fadrex, but what you're saying is better. Which guy from Fadrex? Uh, the informant dude that Vin used. Oh, 
Slow Swift. Oh, yeah, Slow Swift. Yeah, good old Swift Slow. <laughs> and uh, Kelsey, you're talking like, well, who are you? And the guy's like, I'm a drifter, a miscreant. The flame's last breath made of smoke at its passing. I love, I don't know why, but I just love the line where Kelsey's like, that's needlessly obtuse. Pot and kettle. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I'm that too. That mostly, if I'm honest. <laughs> just, oh gosh. Shut up, baby, I know it. And dude's like, and Kelsey's like, are you sure you're not dead? And he's like, if I was dead, I wouldn't need this, would I? And he smacks his oar against his vessel, which Kelsier now realizes is a uh, body, a corpse. And the guy's like, oh, Spanky here is just a spirit. It's damnably difficult to get about in this subastral. Anyone physical risks slipping through the mists and falling perhaps forever. So yeah, that sounds bad. And Kelsier is offended somehow by using a corpse for travel. And he's like, whatever, you killed tons of people. At least I only need one corpse. And uh, then Kelsey was like, hey, maybe you can help me. And uh, Drifter guy is like, no, nope, sorry, you're a hopeless case. You're going to be that ugly forever. And then, uh, this, I, okay, I don't know that I'm going to call him sexy like Joe, but this guy's just fun. I, I love every line. Yeah, he's sexy. Kelsey was like, you bastard. And he's like, uh, no, that is demonstrably wrong. <laughs> I believe only one of us in this room is illegitimate, and it's not me. Unless- oh, damn. <laughs> what about you, Spanky? <laughs> and the corpse mumbles something. It's like, oh, happily married parents still alive? Sorry for their loss. Man, this guy's a dick. Dude, he's bored. <laughs> no, he's, he's like, oh, I'm sorry about their loss of you. It's very nice. Yeah, exactly. It's like after the fact. It's like, oh, yeah, I killed you. Oh, I deprived your parents of their child? Ah, oh, shit. Them's the breaks. I don't know. See, he killed him. Yeah, I'm not sure that he did. I don't think it says either way. He just found a corpse. Found okay. spirit or something. The, the impression I got was that he killed him for his own purposes. Just after the whole, hey, you started a revolution and killed a whole bunch of people. I only need one corpse. That would be pretty messed up if uh, he killed him to use him as a boat. There's, there's <laughs> plenty of dead people around to use him. Probably, <laughs> right? He's just like, this is yeah. not why I went to university. <laughs> and then there's a moment where the, the guy tries to hide something that he's doing from Kelsier. Although, even though Kelsier sees it, it's still not quite clear what's going on. It says he removed something from his pocket, or he reached down to the corpse he was using his boat, then removed something from his pocket, something that glowed, and he administered it to the vessel, and then covering the motion with a cough, applies some of the glow to his oar, which allows him, I guess, to use it to move, because he, he then places the oar in the mists and kind of scoots closer. And Kelsier's like, I, I would like some information. Is there any way that I can get out of here? And dude's like, I'll tell you this. To, why don't we have an insult battle? And whoever wins gets to ask one question of the other one, and they have to answer truthfully. And it's like, I'll start. What's wet, ugly, and has scars on its arms? Which, oh, man. But Kelsier kind of perceives that this guy's trying to distract him so that he can kind of make a jump for it, and he's ready. And the answer is, anyone who spends spends time with you, Kelsier, because they'll end up slitting their wrists Hitting themselves in the face and then drowning themselves to forget the experience. <laughs> Way darker than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> also, not a very good joke. No. <laughs> Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Although Kelsey goes even darker, but he's just like, I'm going to kill well, you. Yeah. If he you has come a pretend it's a jerk, though. Yeah, it's true. If you come in here, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to slice your te- the tendons of your wrists so your hands can't do anything. 
and then remove your fingers one by one and only stop choking you long enough to feed you your own fingers so that you choke to death on your own rotten flesh. And the dude's just like, uh, what? I don't think you know how to play this game. <laughs> that did make me laugh. Well, it's like there was nothing in there that was insulting. It was just threatening. Like, actually, no, that's not the rules. Yeah, exactly. Come on, play by the rules, dude. And then we end with, he's like, seriously, you need help, Kelsier? Uh, I know a guy, tall, bald, wears lots of earrings. Have a chat with him next. And then he makes a jump for it, and Kelsier is ready. And there's a scuffle of sorts. Uh, and Kelsier, he does okay, not great. It kind of ends up getting his ass handed to him. This this really made me think of, I don't know if you guys have seen Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes, I have. Yeah. It's like, just, just like, if anyone's listening hasn't seen it, I won't spoil it, but like late in the movie, the two are going at it as they, as they tend to do. And then one of them just sort of just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done playing around and just hands the other one its ass. And uh, th- th- that's what this reminded me of. Just like as soon as the drift went, all right. And then all of a sudden, Kelsey got force fed his ass. Yeah. But there's an interesting bit where the drifter is like, that was unpleasant, yet somehow still satisfying. Apparently, you already being dead means I can hurt you. So, whatever that means. And then he even apologizes. I'm sorry about treating you so roughly, but you're not supposed to be here. You did what I needed you to, uh, but you're a wild card that I would rather not deal with right now. And then mentions that it's been centuries since anyone got the drop on him. So this person's an old uh, old dude. Well, he's on first name turns with Ruin. So. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Also says that Kelsier did what he needed him to do. So this guy was wanting something that Kelsier did for him also. And then he passes on a nice little, uh, little lesson about uh, Kelsier's condition where he's like, look, the pain is caused by your mind. You think that, that sh- this should hurt, so it hurts. And then he jumps into the middle and climbs out back in the real world and walks over to where Kelsier sees two tiny sources of metal and takes one and leaves. So there goes our second bead of Lorassium. Pray learn. And then while he's trying to recover, Fuzz is hanging out. And he's like, what? Fuzz is like, well, what were you doing? And Kelsier's like, oh, you just met, there was a dude here, like a white-haired dude. Uh, who went through the well and was like, hmm, so he dared that, did he? Dangerous with Ruin's training at his bonds. But if anyone were going to try something so foolhardy, it would be Sephandrius. And Kelsier's like, he stole, like, a piece of metal from over there? And Fuzz says, I thought he, when he rejected the rest of us, he would stop interfering. I should know better than to trust an implication from him. And we don't get any more information about him. He's just an old friend. And Fuzz is like, oh, and by the way, no, you cannot do what he did. You no longer have a tie to the physical realm, being that your body is dead. So uh, you're a kite with no string connected to the ground. You cannot ride the perpendicularity across. Kelsier's like, well, then how come he could come to the world of the dead? And Professor Fisher's like, no, it's not the world of the dead. It's not a... Jeez, okay. (laughs) He's like, I explained this to you. It's in between. It's not the thing you're saying it is. How many times do I have to tell you? Well, and he gives he gives like a, a metaphor here that's not maybe the best, but he's like, so men, all things are like a ray of light. The floor is the physical realm where the light pools. The sun is the spiritual realm where it starts. And this realm is the cognitive realm, which is where the beam stretches. And Kelsey's just like, that barely made any sense. You are standing in the brain. 
but this is not the first time that we've heard every everything has like a physical, spiritual, and cognitive component to it that came up in the epigraphs of the last book. So the concept, at least, is not totally new. And he thinks Fuzz is looking better, except when he turns, half of his face is just gone. Creepy. Yeah. And Fuzz is like, uh, Addy thinks to finish me. Indeed, I'm I'm already dead. And then he leaves again. Which, yeah, okay, thanks. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and that was that one, that first chapter. I think that may be the longest chapter of the four that we read. <laughs> the second chapter is like, Kelsey, you're no longer worried about madness or boredom. He just, every time he starts feeling uh, weary, he just remembers how humiliated he was by the drifter. And he's like, oh, that ain't happening again. And he keeps riding the pulses, getting, it says he sensed a familiar pattern to things cryptic clues as to ruin's motives he even spots the drifter in some very rare pulses and says what's that guy doing up in the terrace dominance so do you guys happen to remember what's going on in the terrace dominance in the middle of book two uh the inquisitors were up there killing the shit out of every bloody yeah uh, terraceman they could and in point of fact we met this guy when we met the people on their way back from terrace hmm wait what yeah, he didn't, uh, he's not described uh, as looking quite the same, but Brandon has said that, yes, this is the same person that uh, Kelsier, or not Kelsier, sorry, Ellen and Spook talked to when they met up with that group of terrorists heading towards Luthadel. Skipping there you that go. Part, man. Yeah, and it's, it's described as being a terrorist. Uh, apparently this guy is good at uh, disguising himself. Okay, but he's not hanging out with the Inquisitors. No, it doesn't seem like it. He's he's kind of leading or one of the leaders of this group when they're heading south. So he does see that Ruin in these pulses that Ruin is very interested in Vin and Ellen. And this is when Kelsier finds out that uh, Ellen Venture became king. And after that, he's so pissed off that he spends days kind of sulking about it, which you can't really blame him. Uh, we weren't really happy when Ellen became king either. And I like the. Kelsier's like, even Docs is listening to this guy. Like, I expect Breeze to just go along with whatever is best for Breeze, but Doxin? Jeez. But this is also the point which he discovers that Marsh is still alive. Which I, I don't know if anyone had thought about that, but it's like, he doesn't know that Marsh wasn't dead. He went, he died thinking his brother had died first. I have thought about that in the past, but it never really came up to bring it up. It's like, oh, Kelsey died thinking his brother was gone, and yeah, n- never found out about this. I'm like, oh, okay, scratch that. Yep. It's a sad thing. And there's some interesting stuff here about their relationship and why they weren't close. And it is kind of sad. But he's like, it's even sadder now because now he's an Inquisitor and not in control of himself. Oh, and we get a a look from the other side of that one scene in Well of Ascension when Vin comes into the tent and finds the mist ghost about to stab Elland. It turns out that that was Ruin impersonating the mist ghost or preservation as we now know to try to convince Vin not to trust her or him rather. And then we get to chapter three and apparently at some point fuzz as Kelsier continues to call him, uh, it's like I'm preservation by the way. That's if you're not going to say my Lord, at least maybe we could go for my actual. Okay. Please stop calling me fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little preservation doesn't realize. The whole reason Lester Bournes is called Spook is because Lester Bournes was too long, so back to Fuzz we go. Yeah, he's really barking up the wrong tree if he thinks he's going to get Kelsier to change it. 
<laughs> and Kelsier has a theory where he's like, it's a plug. The well is a plug to keep ruining the thing that created. And Preservation's like, that's just, that's stupid. What do you know? That's not it at all. Even though in a way, I think it kind of is it. Yeah, I think he was closer to the mark than <laughs> he wanted Kelsier to know. <laughs> it's just the Preservation. Preservation is falling apart. He's losing all his faculties. But then Kelsier gets it wrong about his work and he has to pull himself together enough just to tell him, no, you idiot. <laughs> he tries to explain to Kelsier about how everything is part preservation. He's like the people, the rocks, everything is like part of each of us. So you can't exactly trap all of He's like my power gathers here, but it's just a natural cycle like clouds, rains, river, humidity. If you put so much essence into a system, it congeals here and there. Which, that's a nice word for it, but okay. And Preservation continues to explain to Kelsier. He's like, oh no, I'm dead. I died a long time ago. And Kelsier's like, but I'm talking to you. So, he's like, look, for someone like me, death isn't like for you, normies. It's, uh, the power stays and it remembers and it kind of persists. To some degree, I'm sorry. You skipped. You like you you read out the setup to one of the best lines in this section, and then you skipped over the punchline. Oh, so what's that? Kelsey says, "I'm sitting here talking to you," and Preservation goes, "And I'm talking to you. How alive are you?" Ah, uh, yep, forgot that one. Like, Boom, roasted. <laughs> Kelsey just thinks a good point. I am also dead. Yep. Okay. Uh, Preservation tries to tell Ruin stay or tries to tell Kelsey or stay away from Ruin. He's dangerous. And also explains that I didn't imprison imprison him so much as delay him. And he also explains about the power and how giving it giving it up is basically like letting. He calls it a stand-in for giving the power to ruin. So we'll let him free. And then Fuzz is distracted by something, and Kelsey's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Shut up! I'm trying to I'm trying to stop this." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Do I'm everywhere? Don't assume that you know every you, you know my shit. Okay, I got other stuff happening." Be quiet. So he's out there working as the Miss Spirit, I guess, to try to stop what's happening. Stop. This may be the part where he's like standing in Say's room, pointing at the the slip, the thing that he's ripped off the slip of paper, like this. Look at this. And he says they're here, and Vin and Ellen stroll in. And I like that Kelsier's like, you know what? Whatever faults this guy has, he stayed with Vin. So I respect that. Sorry, again, you skipped one of the best lines in in this section. It's like, oh, when he's like, if he touches it, I'm going to slap him? No, no, it's like when... That's my favorite. <laughs> when when Preservation is talking down to him, and then, and then just goes, are you going to hit me again? <laughs> oh, yeah, you should worry about that. Honestly, I don't know why he's even talking to Kelsier. Uh, if he's distracted by other things, he doesn't have to be here hanging out with Kelsier. <laughs> That's true. I, well, I guess because he was waiting for... Um, yeah, he was waiting for them to show up. But yeah, I, I love that Kelsier thinks, he's like, you know what? Venture's not so bad. He stayed with Vin. And then immediately sees Venture kneel, Ellen kneel by the pool. He's like, if he touches it, I'm going to slap him. <laughs> that is good. And Preservation's like, I've tried to prepare her. She's going to take the power. We're going to have to see. And Kelsier's like, you tried. Did Did you explain to her? Because I've seen Ruin talking to her and trying to influence her, and she's, she needs someone to tell her what she's supposed to do. But uh, 
it turns out that preservation says he can't speak to her. He can hear her mind. So ruin can talk to you, but can't hear what you're thinking. Preservation can hear what you're thinking, but can't talk to you. So that's a shame. And Kelsier knows that Vin is just the kind of person who's going to give up this power to, because she thinks that she'll be saving everyone. She's like, she's a better person than I ever was and uh, never thought she deserved any of the good stuff that she got. So Kelsier's like, hey, I know what we need to do. You should stab that guy. Preservation's like, I can't stab someone. He's like, you got a belt right there, dude. Just give him a good, you know, practice him a stab in red. Just get in there. I like, this is this is really the moment for me where Preservation's like, are you high? What are you talking about? <laughs> stab people. I don't do that. I'm Preservation. He's like, I haven't drawn this knife in millennia. Yeah, look at it. It's all mind rusted. <laughs> and Kelsier almost sort of talks him into it. He like pulls the knife and kind of goes over there and he's like, uh, uh, no, I can't do it. Can't do it. And so Kelsier jumps in and shoves his arm and does it for him. He's like, sorry about this kid. Slice. And Kelsier's just sitting there like gut wound. He'll take time to dive in. Grab it. Come on. Use the power. And for a moment, he's like, is, will that free me? Or like, what's it going to do? I have no clue. Oh, and here's where you were talking about it. He sees ruin to his horror. He sees it change, sending forward spines like the spindly legs of a spider on their end. Dangling like a puppet was a humanoid figure. That's this is like some Coraline shit. That's yeah, this is pretty creepy. And then he hears ruin saying in her mind the things that we heard Ruin say at the end of the book. It's like, no, don't do it. You know what you have to do. What would Ellen want you to do? And Kelsier's like, don't listen. No. And she lets the power go. Ruin goes free. Not like that's a surprise. We knew that's what happened. And Kelsier's free. He can leave now that the power's gone. Whoop-de-doo. And he's not, like, fading or anything. Uh, His time in the well had expanded his soul. Whatever that meant. And once again, Kelsey gets another good line. I must be the smartest idiot around. Yeah. Oh, Kelsey, how I missed your quippy ha- behavior. <laughs> but uh, Preservation's like, no, I can I can help here. And does the whole thing where he points at the thing to Vin and gets her to give him give Ellen the medal. Which is funny because it's like Kelsier didn't consider. I guess he didn't necessarily know what the medal does. But Kelsier's the one who almost kills Ellen. And then Preservation's like has to come and clean up the mess. Kelsier doesn't seem to care overly much after the power's gone. He's like, eh, well, kid's going to die. What are you going to do? But then after, you know, preservation saves him, he's like, hey, that was good, Fuzz. I'm almost ready to think of you. You're a benevolent god. Kelsier's like, so yeah, ruin's free. And preservation's like, yeah, but good thing for us. Before I died, I put a plan into motion. I can't remember it, but I'm certain it was brilliant. I think I put a plan into motion. It sounds like something I would have done. Like, man, when you're when you're firing on all c- cylinders, Fuzz, you're actually okay, and I would probably like to have a conversation with you. But when you're not, you're, <laughs> I just don't know what to make of you. Yeah. The funny thing is, that sounds to me like a Kelsier line, where he's just like, hey, I can't remember what I did, but I'm sure it was awesome. I mean, he literally says that. He, says, he says to Preservation, it's like, I think I've said that after a night on the town. Yep, he, you're right. He says exactly that. I'd forgotten that bit. And uh, so he's Kelsey's like, hey, I'm free, too. Uh, <clears throat> this is where you make a joke saying you're not sure which one is more dangerous. And Fuzz is like, no, no, I, I know. Failing marks for effort there, I'm afraid. 
And then Preservation tries with the joke. He's like, perhaps I can't say which one is more annoying. <laughs> Good one, Preservation. And then we end with like, we'll make a solid crew member out of you yet, Fuzz. For now, I want to get the hell out of this room because I've been in here for like a year. I'm tired of this place. I don't blame him. And yeah, that's the end. There wasn't, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of content there. This will be, end up being a shorter episode, probably. While we're on the topic, for next time, we're going to do parts three and four, which are called Spirit and Journey. Oh, no, we broke the theme naming. Yeah, well, yeah I know. I was looking for Hero or Ages. But you guys will come I mean, across... with six parts and three books. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't all. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, there's six parts. They couldn't all be winners. It's a hundred floors of flights, frights. They ain't all gonna be winners. They couldn't have been in order. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Have you guys seen that David Pumpkin sketch? It's a good sketch. Nope. Nope. From me also. Uh, But yeah, there's gonna be a lot more interesting new information in here. So next episode should be pretty fun to. To talk about there, it's uh, looks like about seven chapters. There's three chapters in Spirit and four chapters in Journey. So that's what we're doing for next time. In the meantime, let's jump into predicaments. Does anyone have any idea where this could possibly be going at this point? Well, it's followed the path that I I, I predicted this last time, but now that Kelsier is able to move outside of the well, I'm hoping that uh, it becomes a little bit different. Maybe he'll be doing extra stuff behind the scenes. I mean, we know at some point he's going to get in touch with Spook through the through his dreams. So maybe he's going to be able to reach out to people's minds somehow, since he's in the realm of the mind. And I'm almost wondering if if Spook, like we were talking about last time, if Spook like literally was in the in-between, he was dying, but then he went back. Uh, mm, he was in the upside down, eh? Okay. Right. So, like, and I think maybe Dak or Jamie said that last week. But, yeah, I I think that Kelsier's role is not done um, in this series. He's, we've got a whole other book to go here. So, I, I, think, uh, I think he's going to have more behind-the-scenes work to do. But, yeah, this sexy drifter, I want to know more about this guy and quite possibly this... In interplanetary mercantile system that's that's crazy uh so i'm I'm definitely uh excited for what what's ahead yeah uh well uh, i've got a large theory about what's come what's coming up and it all hinges around uh, kelsey and the drifter who his original name was was like safandrius that's kind of long i'm gonna call him jeff um, <laughs> yes safandrius yeah so uh i have all kinds of shit about about jeff and ultimately, I think Kelsia is going to be following him around because, one, he's kind of pissed at the guy beating his ass. Um, <laughs> but he's also just like, this guy is a, is a factor that we can't predict. I don't know what he's going to be doing. Because like, he'll look at Elland and Vin just going like, look, they got the ruined stuff sort of in hand, but they don't know about this other guy. And he's a threat. And Ruin was very interested in him. So I need to go and find out what what he's doing. For some reason, I had it in my head that's like, Way back when we first went to Erto and Spook was spying on Quellian's uh, meeting, there was that third guy in the room who never got named. So, no, 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 no reason, no proof. Just like I'm just say, fuck it, that was Jeff. Um, oh, yeah. So keep coming back for, to that guy for some for some reason, like I say, that's him. That's why Kelsey was hanging around Erto and was there to be able to give Spook the messages that he did. Uh, yeah, I think he's hunting Jeff across the Empire. 
as for what Jeff is doing, he made a point that Kelsier did what he needed him to do. And he talks about how, like, yeah, you destroyed the pits. So you destroyed that economy. And then he's and this guy's just kind of like, all right, cool, that's done. Then he sails in on his corpse boat, jumps into the well, and now he's in the land of the living. So he, this guy, he knows the shards because he talks like preservation, like says, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And he knows um, Ruin's real name. So this guy at some point has incurred the wrath of the shards. So he's just sort of influenced Ruin of Preservation's plans, got Kelsey to destroy the pits because he says that was the easy one to access. The other ones are difficult and hard to find. So now that the pits are gone, this guy jumped in the well. He's running off, uh, and he's on this planet. He knows that the other shards can't find him there because the shards that are on this planet, one's losing its mind, the other two is obsessed with wrecking the place, so he's going to be fine. He's safe from their influence. Well, except for the wrecking, I guess. If he's on this planet now, that might be a problem. Yeah, but he's like he's he seems to have an understanding of both ruin and preservation, so he's he would have been watching what's going on, and he knows he would know the Lord will set up the caches. So all he's got to do is just work his way into one of those, and he's set. Mm. So lots lots of good stuff in there. It's true. That's that, that's what I think Jeff is up to. The only other prediction I had was just like in the afterlife, says did mention that he's spoken to Vin and Elland, and he's spoken to Kelsia. So I was like. Vin and Ellen are going to have a really awkward conversation with Kelsier about the whole stabbing Ellen thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you guys don't need to know what happened there. It's fine. They don't know that it was Kelsier, you know. And by that time, by the time they die, Preservation's dead, right? So who's going to tell them? Yeah. It's like, I saw Preservation stab you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. It's totally that guy. <laughs> what a jerk. I mean, am technically I right? speaking, Preservation did stab Ellen. It was just being guided by Kelsier. Anyways, uh, (laughs) Jamie, what what about you? Any predictions? Um, nothing, nothing as outrageous as Dak's thoughts. I honestly don't know where you pull all that information from from the books in the past. That's pretty impressive. I, yeah, I I think Kelsey is probably going to find a way now that he's not tethered to the well and that his soul has been expanded or however that works to. I guess probably aid preservation as much as he can. I don't know how much of an effect he's going to be able to directly have, but it'll be interesting to see how much he was able to influence or sort of bring the crew that's still alive to, to a point of awareness of something. We know now that Kelsier is particularly aware of 16, and the significance of 16, even mm. though he doesn't necessarily agree. So Maybe maybe he's able to influence their ability to figure that out. I, I don't really know how it would work, but I think there's we're going to see more interaction, more influence, I guess, from Kelsey than what we thought because, yeah, preservation doesn't really even know. He's got moments of lucid, lucidity, but he doesn't even really know what his plan is or what he's put in place or he's, he's just fading away. So... I don't know how I think Kelsey is really going to be sort of a helping hand for him. Yeah. I was going to go with um, uh, Jeff. Cause mm. I can't remember his name. I was going to go a step further and maybe go. He was a shard from another planet. Maybe if there's, if there's more shards somewhere, mm. but I, I, I don't know if, yeah, we, we don't really know enough about how that works yet. I mean, theoretically you'd think that preservation or ruin could potentially do the same thing if they wanted to, but, they're not doing that, I guess. And, and I mean, Ruin's trapped and Preservation's already dead. So 
maybe it's the case that they can't, but if this guy's still alive, maybe maybe that's how he sort of moves through. That's how he'd know their names and what they're like and, you know, they've got a history clearly. So, yeah, maybe I – mean, and that could explain why he's not quite like them either. Or he could just be, you know, from a different planet and not quite the same <laughs> biology. Yeah, I think that's that's really all I've got. Nothing too specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's fair. And it, 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 it's really kind of tough now because we still don't – we could have predicted uh, last time that Kelsier – and we did – that Kelsier would be in the well until at least the power was taken because he had no other way out. But other than that, we don't have a lot of information. It's like, what, what what's he going to do now? He's a dead guy uh, in a world that is going to start falling apart relatively soon because Ruin is now free to do his thing. So mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, okay. I guess let's do – we had three emails left from our previous record. So let's hit those real quick. The first one is from Fell Knight. Says Dak, Data, Jamie, and Joe. Thanks for the excellent coverage of my favorite trilogy. It's been a fun ride. In this year of Discord, you have been a harmonious staple of my Mondays. I'm super stoked that you decided to go with Secret History next. I think it's the right call, given the timelines involved, and given that you've been feeding the panel with relevant annotations. I think it's very fair to slot this in here next and really start to reveal some mechanics of the Cosmere. I can't wait to see what excellent or dubious predictions slash theories are made by panelists going forward once armed with just enough Cosmere knowledge to be dangerous. Wasn't to the time of next. Thank you. Thanks, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're already getting some interesting knowledge from this. We found out about shards and things in the last episode. So uh, let's see. The next one is from Angela two. And she says, hi, Sander Lanch crew. I thought I would chime in on the audiobook discussion because, we, yeah, the, somebody sent in an email about audiobooks and we hit on that for a bit. Having both read and listened to Brandon's books, I would highly recommend checking out the audiobooks for Brandon's books in general. While they don't do all of his books, Michael Kramer and Kate Re- Redding do a big chunk of them and they are brilliant. I, By the way, I have heard that many times that the two of them do a really amazing job. Uh, so I can uh, substantiate what she's saying to some degree. Uh, they actually helped me connect some plot dots a little quicker than I think I otherwise would have, because sometimes hearing a word said out loud makes a difference. That said, you can't see when something isn't normally capitalized. Oh, when something is capitalized, it normally isn't capitalized. So you might miss some things as well. The other problem can be that because you hear the different voices for each character, things might be given away. I, yeah, I've, I've heard what she says next here that, Basically, the annotations for Hero of Ages get read in, like, the audio narrator's sazed voice. So it's much more obvious to the people who are listening to audiobook. Oh, that's sazed. Oh, yeah. That's a a bummer. Yeah, that would suck. Also, uh, she doesn't talk about it, but I've heard – oh, no, never mind. She's about to say it. I will say that no matter your opinion on audiobook, when you get to Warbreaker, there's a scene – that's really great to listen to in audio format. It's the best in the graphic audio form, which is like a radio play. Seems funny to read, but I died laughing when I listened to it. Data, I'm sure you can guess which one I'm referring to. So yeah, she mentions the graphic audio here, which I have listened to some of, and it is really cool because it's like a radio play. There's sound effects and different people reading different characters and stuff. Those are really fun. Yeah. I'm 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 in one of those listeners. Oh yeah, see? Look up X-Men the audio drama on your podcast platforms i'm in i'm in season three but that's like an original right 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, it's ad- adapted from comic stories, but... Okay, so it's like it's like the comic story, but they adapted it for... I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember when you, the first one you did, because I listened to that one, and uh, I was like, this is pretty cool. And it is similar to what... Because uh, I've, I've listened to a bit of the graphic audio. It's like the very beginning of Stormlight I listened to, and it's uh, because it was, you know, on, on like YouTube for free, the preface or whatever one little chapter and it's pretty cool there's like a battle scene and you can hear like swords in the background and stuff and uh it's just like once again that might keep my attention a little better than audiobooks uh regular audiobooks but i'm just i have a hard time paying attention to a whole story that way sorry her email goes on joe if you're going to do something different instead of the misting crew for reviews after this series is done i hope there will be some way those of us who've already done a review can participate one of the best parts of this podcast is how much fun how much, sorry, is how much us fans are able to interact with you all, and I would hate to miss out on the chance of being assigned a different title. As always, keep up the great work. The show keeps getting better and better. I'm a big fan of musicals, so anytime someone starts singing a song, whether existing or one that you made up, that reminds me, that reminds you of a scene that always puts a smile on my face. The Book of Mormon tangent was particularly fun. <laughs> I've forgotten we did that. Right? Yep. <laughs> and pro- props to Michael for starting a spook rap battle. I don't have strong feelings one way or another on Spook, but I find how polarizing he is on the podcast to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody's got to be polarizing, right? We'll find somebody in the next era to do that with. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting like the like anyone who's listening just to go, man, he hates Spook so much. And then you get to the Drifter and how much you really like him. And they're just going, what? what? The Drifter is I don't is know what spook. it was about that guy. He's like, you know what it is? He's like Nega Kelsier, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're going to have brunch. He's just a really good guy. Yeah, we just shot the shit, you know? It was good. <laughs> he's, he's actually a pretty cool guy. Uh, Nega Scott. Nega love Scott. That. Love that movie. Okay, that was Angela. The last email is from Michael. Good evening, Sander Lance crew. Michael from Seattle. Thank you very much for the shout out, and I'm happy you enjoyed my awful spook rap. I want to apologize to Dak for forgetting the correct theory about Addy empowering volcanoes was his and saying it was Joe's. As a keeper, everyone else will remind me of that. Yep. (laughs) Sometimes Dak wants to forget it, and then when it gets attributed to Joe, he's like, hold the fuck on. That was me, damn it. I mean, yes, it was it was like ludicrous and it was embarrassing. But, you know, if you got to blame anyone for it, you got to blame the person who actually is responsible for it. I'll accept that. I don't think you should be embarrassed at all. I think it was genius. I think it was the best <laughs> theory that has ever come on this podcast. No no one would have kept listening to the show if it wasn't for the volcano theory. It's that, it's kind of like that just that weird thing you did in your childhood. It's like, yeah, it's it's it's, you know, it's on the one level you're just like, "Oh, I can't believe I did that." But on another it's like it's actually pretty funny though. <laughs> and I mean, we're still talking about it 3 books later. Yep. So. Yep. Uh okay, so he says uh as a keeper because that's what Joe, Joe made him a keeper. I nominate Dak as ruler of the Synod in apology. Uh, now that okay. you're done cool. with, yeah, you, you know, you can be the leader of the Synod. Maybe the, the Inquisitors will show up and try to murder you. Oh, God. The leader <laughs> of the bunch. You know him well. No, but that means I'm going to kick Saze's dad. I don't want to do that. Saze is my boy. I guess it depends on if this is before or after Saze became God. Yeah, true. Maybe they reform the Synod and uh, they're all Saze lovers at that point. I don't know, like, the gods all so far have weird names, like Ruin and uh, and Preservation. Do you think Saze is just going to be Sazed, or is he going to come up with, like, a cool god name? 
Preserruin. <laughs> Ru innovation. Yeah. Reservation. Did you say reservation? I did. Maybe it's a case of they 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 take on that name because that's the the god that they've stepped into, but you still have your own name as well. Well, yeah, I guess we do find out Addy is like Ruin's name, so yeah. Yeah. He says, but he is preservation and ruin. Hmm. Okay, yeah. That would make sense. He's he's the high keeper. So wait, if the theory from last time was right, uh, where was it Dak who was like, Addy, Addium, or was it Joe who was like, maybe Lorassium is because preservation's name is Laras. So if Sazed is a god, does he have a medal? And would it be like Sazedium? Sazedium. Sazedium. Maybe? Sazedium is hard to say. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> He's hanging out with Kelsia, who nicknames everything. Kelsia's going to make up, all right, you're a god now. You need to have a new name. Yep. But it's got to be something short. It's got to be like one syllable. Uh, sorry. So anyway, back to Michael's email. Now that you're done with Era 1 and moving into secret history, I can't wait to hear Dak, Jamie, and Joe's collective heads explode. Or heads collectively explode. Since Adium, the god of ruin, gives a glimpse into the future, and Lorassium gives people misborn powers, do you think that Sazed, who's now a combination of the two, will have his own medal? And if he did, what would it do? Was it to the time of next? Michael. Well, we just talked about what we might name it. Uh, <laughs> we got to that conversation. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what it would do. Maybe metal bending? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's that's kind of like steel and iron, though, to like move metal around, right? Well, I, I picture it would probably just give someone really good like memories and understanding of the world around them, since that was always Say's thing, and that was what uh... he, he used to save the world. It would have to be something knowledge-based or something. Mm. Yeah. Or it would really balance their pH levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so acid. I need a little bit of sazedium to level me out. <laughs> much, much better than being basic. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that was our emails. So thank you, everyone who sent an email. If you would like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch, with an E at the end, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those sorts of places. Remember, for next time, we are reading parts three and four of Mistborn, Secret History. Come back ready to, I guess, for us to discuss those. I was going to say come back ready to discuss those. I'm like, the audience doesn't really (laughs) get to discuss with us. I'm sorry. Except through emails, obviously. So, well, and and me on Discord, uh, you know, if you want to hear crazy crap i have to say you can always join our discord the link is in various places but if you can't find it easily just shoot us an email and i will send it to you music by miracle of sound and wasn't to the time of next everyone and when everything is upside down when you're yelling but you make no sound